Hello everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. But not Nathan. Oh no. Where's he gone? Where has he gone? So he's gone to a a Comic Con, I believe. I believe so, yes. He's uh, he's in jolly old Liverpool. Okay, A, where was our invite? I know, what is this? And B, well I don't need to be because the A was so great. Uh, okay, should we just kick? Should we just go straight to the news then? Yeah, we'll just go straight to the news. Should, should we kick off with the delay or delays? Oh Bethesda. no! So Bethesda. Oh, I those mm-hmm. those lot. Yeah, so those lot at Bethesda, they released a statement on their social media saying this: "We made the decision to delay the launches of Redfall and Starfield to the first half of 2023." Teams at Arcane Austin. Redfall and Bethesda Game Studios, Starfield, have incredible ambitions for their games, and we want to ensure that you receive the best, most polished versions of them. We want to thank everyone for their excitement for Redfall and Starfield. That energy is a huge part of what inspires all of us every day and drives our own excitement for what we are creating. We can't wait to share our first deep dive into the gameplay for both Redfall and Starfield soon. Thank you for your support. Uh, hmm. We make to that then. It's probably like the one game I was still looking forward to it this year. <laughs> Starfield. <laughs> Starfield. Um, I think I feel like in the long run, this this will be a benefit. Um, oh, absolutely. I, I don't disagree. Yeah. I mean, uh, we we know what uh, we know. Bethesda does have a, a bit of a reputation for games they release in a, in a bit of a buggy state. Not not massively bad. Like it's not buggy to the point you can't play it. But there is certain things that happen that doesn't quite can't be explained by games physics let's, let's put it that way um yeah. so i think it, i think ultimately is a bit disappointing because it, it does seem like quite a good number of games have kind of dropped into next year yeah this this year is pretty sparse isn't it yeah, yeah. it, it kind of went from this year was really overloaded to now nothing now nothing's <laughs> coming out um I mean, I think is is Ragnarok still touted for this year? I don't know. Yes, yes, that's still okay. scheduled. Not a specific date yet, though. All ah, right. But it's scheduled for this year. Breath of the Wild has also been delayed to next year as well, and I think a lot of people will look forward to that. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see. I think I think it's sort of expected because we we really haven't had that good of a look at what Starfield is yet. Um, I know there will probably They'll probably plan on revealing some more about it at um, their event with Xbox in June, I think it is. So hopefully we get to see more of that. Um, Redfall, I know even less about. I really like how nobody's been speaking about Redfall in this delay. It's just been Starfield, Starfield, Starfield. Yeah. Um, It's even to a point, actually, when I saw Redfall, for some reason in my head, I thought, oh, is that the new Elder Scrolls game? (laughs) <laughs> I think that was rumoured for a long time, wasn't it? I think um, that when they trademarked Redfall, I think people thought it was... Elvis yeah, I think people thought it was until it got revealed it was actually this vampire game. Um, Which I, yeah, I, 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 I don't oh. care about this. To be honest. I don't care don't about care. Redfall. <laughs> I thought it just looked generic and boring. Well, I'll, I'll reserve my judgement until we actually see gameplay. Um, I'm, not, I'm just what, saying it now. You're just saying that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Vampires aren't your thing. Yeah. But yeah, uh, disappointing. But I mean, 
what can you do? Better, better to be delayed than to release in whatever state it was going to be. So I did hear that. Apparently, there was one of the developers on Starfield was worried that that it was the eleven eleven date, wasn't it? That they, yeah, some sometime in November, wasn't it? Yeah, eleven yeah, eleven, and they thought it could be Cyberpunk number two if it if they got released then, which is a really worrying thing to say. Oh yeah, don't don't want me saying that. <laughs> um, well, Phil Spencer he did uh, tweets following this, and he said uh, these decisions are hard on teams making the games and our fans. While I fully support giving teams time to release these great games when they are ready, we hear the feedback. Delivering quality and consistency is expected. We will continue to work to, meet, to better meet those expectations. There's not much else you can say, really, is it? No, I'm I'm pretty sure you probably just tweeted that as, as a bit of a, sort of a disappointment on sort of missing the deadline that they sort of set for themselves and, and kind of want wants more out of their teams, really, to be able to maybe set more realistic goals. I don't know. They are starting to lose pace for PlayStation now, don't they? Because they're getting nothing out of any significance. They eventually got Halo. Well, out, yeah. I, I mean, what? What have they had this gen so far? It's been Halo. And that. Forza. That was troubled itself. Yeah. Well, yeah. Halo was troubled. Forza has probably been the only one that's. Yeah. Still got consistency to it. It's probably yeah. their strongest um, series, to be fair. Can't think of what else. There isn't a new Gears of War or. I can't think of her. <laughs> That's about it, really, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think until a lot of the uh, acquisitions of the board start bearing through. It's, uh, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's a bit bare bones. So. To sort of keep it a little Xbox-related, um, we got an announcement from, I think, Mediatonic, I want to say the guys are called. Um, the developers of Four Guys. Oh, yeah. Um they, they made a, a big sort of little mini event sort of over announcement that we're going to make, um, funny enough, using uh, WWE's Xavier Woods for it, funnily enough. Or maybe it should be Up Up Down Down's Austin Creed, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Ben known has. But yeah, they decided to reveal that uh, Fall Guys is going to go free to play when it does release um, on Xbox and Switch. Uh, which should be as of right now, I believe, the 21st of June. Yes. Um, so, can only be uh, can only be good news for them. I think free to play ultimately will help populate that uh, that game a lot more. Um, Does it have trouble populating as it is though? Because I don't really play it. Um. I, I think in its later seasons it has has been a, a little bit it's taken a little longer for lobbies to fill up. I don't know if that's just due to maybe server load times or whether maybe player numbers have sort of dropped kind of after the initial wave of um, yeah. so going free on PlayStation uh, due to PlayStation Plus. Um, but I think this will be pretty good because I think um, along with that they're going to start um, doing sort of the the Rocket League kind of way of making sort of uh, like a season pass thing. Um, so you know, 
I think you end up sort of buying into it. I think there might be like a free version as well, where you don't have to buy it. You'll pick up little free pieces here and there. Um, but I think it, it does seem to be like the model that every game seems to go towards once they go free to play. Yeah. Which I think would be a good thing. I think I think they've had cross-play in it already as well, so between PlayStation and PC. So I think once it comes to Xbox and Switch, I'll just add to, to, well, more to the pool, be able to play against each other through, through platforms. Um, yeah, it says here, uh, it's got cross-play, cross-platform parties, and cross, and cross-progression. Oh, that's good as well. That's really good. Uh, but you also get an award, don't you? So it says here, as thanks to all our amazing players that have supported us from our first stumbly step together, we're going to be awarding a new legacy pack to everyone that purchased and played Fall Guys before the June 21st launch. This bounding box of delights will contain a nickname, nameplate, the regal costume, the veggie dog costume, the feisty dwarf costume, and the season pass for season one. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's good. That's a lot better than what uh, legacy players got when uh, Team Fortress 2 went free to play. And I think all the, all the people got was a hat. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> just as a, to make sure you're eligible for the legacy pack, make sure you've launched Fall Guys before June the 21st. Oh, I guess I could jump on and mind. jump back off. Yeah, oh, you never know, you might, might get back into it. You never know. Ah, the level's got too complicated for me. <laughs> this bit where I could finish the level, but I'd always finish like rubbish. Last. Little, yeah, well, maybe second to last. You know, come on, not that bad. But now I can't even finish the levels. In the, you know, when really? they started going over complicated. Yeah. But I'm just bad, maybe. Although it is a long time since I've been on it. Yeah, it's a long time for me as well. I, I did jump on, I think, season four or five a couple of times when they went futuristic. Um, I, I, I thought it was, it was interesting, some of the new levels that they introduced. But no, I think I'd, I'd definitely look into, see if I can get back into this. And uh, see how it goes. Um, I think one one little caveat about this though, because Epic did buy out um, the developer Mediatonic. I think after the 21st of June, the game will be delisted from Steam stores. Yeah, so just be on Epic Games Store. Uh, yeah, so only be on Epic. Anyone who has already bought on Steam isn't affected. Similarly to what happened with Rocket League, hmm. um, which I think. I, I mean, it's going free to play. Why, why just leave it on the Steam? What's the point? It's weird, isn't it? If, if yeah, surely you get more money for that. Yeah, I suppose if it had been free to play though, you technically wouldn't get money. But I don't know if there's or, like a. Or maybe they just wanted to encourage people to go to the Epic Game Store and then spot other games that are there to buy. Could be. What I was always thinking as well as the sort of monetization of it, like they want you to buy. The I suppose the the virtual currency through their stores rather than Steam's. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously I think they get sort of a chunk of it, perhaps. Possible. Um, but yeah, well, looking forward to it. Though once it goes free to play, I think I'll I'll jump back in, get a go. Yeah, I might do two and fail miserably as always. <laughs> Let's talk a bit about Gotham Knights. Ooh, Gotham Knights. Oh, is that uh, 
So there's a new trailer that dropped um, that showcased Nightwing and Red Hood. But along with it, there was a press release. It said this. Gotham Knights is scheduled to launch worldwide on October the 25th, 2022. Please note, to provide players with the best possible gameplay experience, the game will release on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S and PC and will not be available for PlayStation 4 or Xbox One consoles. So they've decided to can the previous generation versions. Mm. I mean, I'm all for this. It's time we broke free from the shackles of the last generation. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they were just struggling to get it working on those consoles. Yeah, I mean, uh, they've also uh, confirmed that it will have no microtransactions as well. Because that's a big that's a big news story nowadays, isn't it? It's just... Yep, yep, when developers how, uh... says no microtransactions. So <laughs> you get a couple more sales. Yeah. So I went through and watched the gameplay stuff. Um... Combat-wise, it's it looks a little bit more fluid than what Arkham Knights was. Like you, you definitely really? kind of. Mm, okay. uh, you do seem to kind of move from enemy to enemy pretty pretty swiftly. Um, I did notice they did make a change from this one. So the last time I, I saw combat in the game, which I think was I think they did like a a, a Batgirl section in that one, and. I don't know whether this is uh, something that you can toggle or if they've changed it due to perhaps negative feedback. But um, I remember the Batgirl stuff when you were hitting on enemies. They did have like, um, they did have sort of like a life bar hit and points, kind of hit points and stuff like that. I didn't see any of that in what they were showing off with the Nightwing and Red Robin stuff. Mm. Um, so whether that's a design choice or something you can sort of switch on and off to make so it more exists, immersive just not showing it yeah. yeah um that could be interesting i think they, they also had they showed a bit of the uh traversal stuff as well so like red Roman was on on his more bike kind of just going around gotham um i can't remember if i saw how he traversed sort of aer- aerially um they showed off how sort of nightwing does it and it's very Fortnite-esque, is how I can oh. best describe it. So it kind of you're has, not selling it to be there. No, he kind of has this like uh, this like glider that he uses to get around the sea. And then when he when he when he wants to summon it, and when he sort of gets off it, it kind of just suddenly sort of vanishes. It kind of like dissolves in in the air for some reason. Um. I seek this which is a bit disappointing video. i would have thought he would he does have like the grapple look so he can grapple to stuff but he obviously doesn't have the cape or anything so he has to do a bit different i can imagine someone like batgirl and robin would probably have very classic batman sort of glidings and stuff whereas nightwing and red robin have to do things a little differently um but we'll see um i mean it did look pretty pretty good um so i'm kind of looking forward to it they did mention as well i, I think this is the first time they confirmed it that it is going to be four player co-op yes yes um so i think in like previous previews that we've seen i think i don't know if it's, it's they've mentioned it or if like it was, it was just something picked up by journalists but it was previously known to be only so it was going to be two player co-op which i mean still would have been quite interesting to see how they pulled that off but I think they've they've really kind of gone into like the how 
Rocksteady are doing Suicide Squad, that's going to be like a four-player co-op as well. Yeah. Things that worries me is that I don't, I don't want to play with the people. I want to know how it works for single, as if you're playing on your own. Well, you can still play it single-player. Well, I know that. But I'm just a bit worried. Am I going to be missing out on certain things with characters because I'm doing it as a certain character? And then mm. is the game going to tell me when I should switch to a certain person or essentially could I just go through the entire game as one of them and yeah. know, end up changing it? Um, I'm not sure. I could probably see it being like in chapters. So like first chapter you'll play as like maybe Nightwing something maybe happens to him towards the end of it next chapter you switch over to Batgirl you've got to do some of her or something maybe there's certain chapters where two characters kind of get along together maybe one's AI controlled maybe similar to how it was done in Arkham Knight where you had like Batman and you had certain sections where there was co-op where you had Batman and Nightwing and then you also had Batman and Catwoman yeah um and I think also in the DLC for Arkham C there was the bit with Batman and Robin so it could work like that, um, but I'll have to, uh, I'll have to see, see more of it, see, see how it looks. So far, I'm intrigued, though. So I'm going to play it, and I'm just going to be like rotating between each character. Like, just, just do a mission <laughs> each. Just do one mission each, and then uh, level up. They did, they did show some of the gear stuff as well, where you can get different gear, which would change the look of the characters as well. It's very how you'd expect an RPG to, I suppose, play. <laughs> Mm. with lots of numbers and the pre-order bonus is some skin for the bike or something which just doesn't look interesting at all yeah although I don't like pre-order bonuses I, I already <laughs> forgot about the pre-order stuff so that's, that's how interesting that was shall we, uh, shall we talk about Star Wars because there was some on that weren't there yes there, there, there was a little bit on it um, so I believe, as kind of as we spoke about in the last podcast, there's a couple of things revealed about the next Jedi game. Um, mainly, um, it was going to be new gen only. Uh, it was coming out 2023 now. Um, somehow, it was presumed that it was coming out this year, but I think that might be impossible. I forgot. I, I think those were just the, the two main talking points. I forgot yeah, if there was anything much, else. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Jeff Grubb who was the journalist who sort of reported that kind of stuff, has come back again over sort of the last two weeks and has, I don't know if it's confirmed, but potentially revealed the name of the next Jedi game. Well, apparently what happened, it looks like somebody who was talking to him on Twitter guessed the name and then he said, yes, yes that's that it. was it. Yeah, that's it, I recall. So, yeah. I think he was just playing guess the name and people were just throwing all sorts of things out. And then one lucky sod uh, got it right and revealed it. So we're expecting that the game is going to be called Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Mm. Um, interesting, um, especially with how the last game finishes. Um, I wonder how it... I can see how it could tie in um, trying to avoid too much of the spoiling of any, any story stuff but I could definitely see someone like Cal um, is it Caceres? Kestis Kestis sorry I'm so bad with names uh, Cal Kestis uh, how it all ends with uh, the team that he's with could potentially be hunted down seeing as he's now known as a no, Jedi we want that team back we need uh, what's his name oh, I forgot his name now 
Logan guy. The pilot. Yeah. Need him back. Oh, he was he was so funny. Him, yeah. Um I mean obviously obviously there was the rest of the crew that will I'll not mention too much for story reasons. Um but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Did you ever I, I kinda hope that they kind of acknowledge this in, in the next game, but do you did you ever so in the first game there's an achievement for like recruiting everyone on the ship? But there was like there was like one kind of fox creature that you could get. Oh yes, yes, I saw that. And uh, I remember like the second time I played through because I unlocked him really late in my first playthrough, so I didn't really get to see much interaction with what he did on the ship. But like, I, I got him really early in the second one. I could just see he just like pops in and like it little like um, crates in the top, and then like it'll be at, underneath the table or something. Yeah. Like I want him to do more. I, like give give him like a funny personality or something and just like annoy uh, annoy the pilot all the time uh, apparently Jeff Grubb also said in a later tweet that the release window is apparently supposed to be February or March next year I, I'm sure that's already really packed I think that's uh, when Zelda's meant to be coming out it's not confirmed but that's what he seemed to say so who knows just make it May just make it May the 4th like what Lego yeah. Star Wars should have yeah just release Star Wars games on that day. That's, that's it's a perfect fun. time. <laughs> Use it. Yeah. Just some quick fire announcements. Ooh, go on then. Okay, so quick fire. AMC, so uh, they have picked up the rights to produce a TV series based on the Alan Wake games. Mm, every, yes. Every, everything's going on television now. Everything. Well, they, they finally see how lucrative um, converting video game stories are to uh, TV seem to be. Well, I mean, what we got, like, The Witcher was probably the biggest one that really kicked off how successful it could be. Sonic is making ridiculous numbers at the box office. Um, I mean, what else have we got? Halo. Not watched it yet. Heard mm, interesting things about <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to speak to more. Um, Castlevania. I absolutely adore the animation. I, th- I think it did really well there. I mean, there's so there's so many that's going on. I mean, you still got like what Fallout, Bioshock, that's in the make, uh, The Last of Us, that's currently going. Yeah. There's there's so much. Like, I'm not surprised. I think Alan Wake, something like that, where it's very it's very story heavy anyway. I think could translate well into TV. Also, Dead Space remake will launch on the 27th of January next year. Never played the original. Not going to play the remake because I've seen footage of that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, Criterion and Codemasters are coming together to produce the next iteration of the Need for Speed franchise. Now, Codemasters, uh, very known for the F1 games. F1, uh, the Dirt series as well. Yeah. So they know their, how to do their brum brums. Mm, so does Criterion. Mm. So that could be a tasty. Be, yeah, it could be interesting. Tasty game. Yeah. WWE have announced that they are working on something in the role-playing game space. I heard about this. I don't know what to think about it. I'm like role-playing wrestling. What? What can you? I I don't know where you go. With that. Unless you're like a manager or something. That's the only sort of role-play I could possibly think of. Not unless it could be like a full-on run. Like like. They take GM mode, but like make it into like run the whole company. Yeah, maybe. That, that could be quite interesting. But 
Yeah. Make better storylines for wrestlers. That's all I'm going to say. And then, uh, uh, final announcement I've got is the PC Gaming Show will air on June the 12th at 12.30pm Pacific Time, 3.30pm Eastern Time and 8.30pm here in the UK. So again, that's another event covering the, uh, the void of E3. Pretty much just the instead planner and the Nintendo mm. Direct. I'll just add to uh, the quick news as well, because I've got uh, one game that's been announced has been delayed to 2023, um, which has been Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown. Um, but they also announced that the last-gen versions of the game have been cancelled as well. So, mm. another one that's going to the can. Um, can't actually look forward to test to, to this one, because uh, I remember playing Test Drive Unlimited 2, I think, on Xbox 360. And it was a very immersive uh, racing racing game, because it's very... It was open world, um, but then you could also do stuff outside the car, like they had like a casino side of it, so you could play like poker or slots or whatnot and that, that kind of stuff. Um, probably the only reason why I actually played the game, because I was, just, I was actually pretty good at the poker side of it. So... <laughs> Well, we'll see. We'll see what they do with this next game. But, right. Um, just to kind of throw it back around over to EA. There's, there's been again. quite... Yeah, it's them again. Um, there's been quite a few stuff that's been happening recently with EA. Um, some pretty big stuff. So we'll start with our favourite and probably most hated uh, annual series that we like to play. Uh, it was FIFA. <laughs> so, I think we spoke on previous podcasts. Uh, I can't remember if it, was, if it was the last one, if we confirmed it or not. But they seem to have come out, both sort of EA and FIFA themselves, and sort of confirmed that um, this year's FIFA, FIFA 23, will be the last one uh, between the partnership of EA and FIFA. So, it's going to be the last one that EA will produce I suppose and moving on uh, EA going to be I suppose keeping their own stuff from the game so all their like uh, licenses and whatnot because they're, they're all what they have to work on pretty much outside of getting the I, I don't think FIFA really do anything with the game other than buy our name <laughs> yeah pretty I much. think that's pretty I much think. it I think so EA going to go on they're going to be doing their own thing um, but keeping pretty much most of the game intact, but being able to, according to them, create a lot more game modes that were restricted. They were restricted by FIFA for made-up reasons, from what we, I can we, tell. We all know this is about, um, don't we? We all know what this is Oh, about. yeah. I mean, uh, supposedly EA were already looking at somehow getting NFTs involved. So, woo. Um... But yeah, they're, they're going on. Uh, it's going to be branded EA Sports FC, um, which is a name they've used previously. Catcher. Very catchy. Uh, EA Sports FC 24. Probably. Let's go have a game of EA Sports FC. Yeah. Um, so they're going to do their own things. Um, apparently they're going to be creating game modes for what they wanted to do. They were supposed to restrict it. Um, I would like to know what these game modes actually are. 
But I mean, if it helps somehow expand pro clubs to being a proper mod, then oh, I'll be all for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not so that's, that's, no, probably not. So that's what they're doing. Um, and then FIFA came out themselves. I think it was actually the FIFA president. Um, Don Fantino. Yeah. I'm glad you said it because I would have been like, I probably need to look this up. Uh, they also came out uh, with a looks like the villain from Thunderbirds. <laughs> yeah, they've essentially come out and gave their own sort of statement about it, and it was such a strange statement that they came out. I just, I didn't, I, I didn't know what to make of it. Um, but I, I will conclude that, like, so the next FIFA will also have the um the world cup in it as well so the world cup in qatar 2022 and they'll also have uh, the women's world cup for the first time i believe in australia and new zealand which is starting next year but just to go back to this statement that infantino said so it came out and said i can assure you that the only authentic real game that has the fifa name will be the best one available for gamers and football fans The FIFA name is the only global original title. FIFA 23, FIFA 24, FIFA 25, and FIFA 26, and so on. The constant is the FIFA name, and it will remain forever and remain the best. In all caps. Um, All right, Donald Trump. Uh, (laughs) Does he have any idea how game development works? I I don't know. Uh, it continues, uh, the interactive gaming and esports sector is on a path of unrivaled growth and uh, diversification. FIFA's strategy is to ensure we can make the most of all future options and ensure a wide range of products and opportunities for gamers, fans, member associations and partners. And then I think it came out that apparently they're already looking for making, um, I, think, I think the name is non-simulation games for next year, which I don't know what that means. Uh, go home, Infantino. You're drunk. Uh, I could I could see them making like their own like spin-off of Ultimate Team. I really could. They're just doing like card packs on the mobile, and that'd be it. It'd just be like. I'm just thinking who's going to make that. Who's going to develop that? Uh, King. Although actually, funnily enough, I remember reading some about actually Take Two praised FIFA recently. Like, mm, hey, what are you trying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm dip it in water. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for like a new football game that could somehow push FIFA to actually be good because competition is always healthy. Yeah, um, and unfortunately, competition currently is on life support. Yeah, if football so, cracking, <laughs> cracking game. Um, but I mean, I suppose we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, this year we still got one more FIFA to go. Could be the worst FIFA. Um, could be the one that they put the least amount of effort. In. <laughs> yeah, good mate. Good mate. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but outside um, of all the FIFA stuff, um, there's also been a little bit of news on EA um, supposedly looking for. Um, a potential suitor to um, to either merge or um, acquisition them, which is a bit shocking, maybe? I don't know. I mean, the amount of money that EA has made, surely you'd think they'd be fine, but 
Um, I don't know. And uh, just going off um, an article by Vicky Blake that's in Eurogamer. Uh, it just goes, uh, Electronics is reportedly per- pursuing acquisition and merger opportunities with a number of different potential suitors. Uh, that's according to Puck. Um, I'm not sure what Puck is. Seems to be a website. Uh, which yesterday revealed that EA has been persistent in pursuing a sale with another com- with a number of companies, including Amazon, Apple, Disney, and NBC Universal, uh, emboldened in the wake of the Microsoft Activision deal. According to this, so the the report on Puck, Dylan uh, Byers, continues to say in recent years, as media companies have taken great interest in the rapidly growing gaming industry. CEO Andrew Wilson and Electronic Arts have held talks with a number of different potential suitors, including Disney, Apple and Amazon. Sources with knowledge of those talks told me. Um, several sources familiar with those talks say EA has been persistent in pursuing a sale and has only grown more emboldened um, in the wake of the Microsoft Activision deal. Others say that EA is primarily interested in a merger agreement which would allow Wilson to remain as chief executive of the combined company. This is just the new norm now, isn't it? It's just everyone's going to get bought up. Um, it's going to be a massive monopoly, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was already sort of dangerous with... Um, you could sort of see it with like Tencent, who was starting to buy stakes in certain, certain companies, and they bought obviously all of um, the PUBG one. I think they own them. I think there's a couple of us as well that they've got under their umbrella. Um, the PIF slowly starting to buy stakes in companies as well. Um, I think recently they bought 5% in public stakes um, for Nintendo, which apparently is quite a lot. So I'll be seeing those advertisement boards at St. James's next season. Um, but yeah, it's just like I, I don't know what to make of it all. So I think there's even like um, I think Ubisoft as well. There's rumours about potentially someone buying them or them also looking. But I just I don't know. It's just it's just going to be madness. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I am. I'm liking the way the gaming industry is going. Yeah, but is it is is it necessary? You know, did did COVID accelerate this uh, this process possible because when did um when did microsoft buy bethesda it was it was before covid it was around the same time it was during covid it was during covid mm. and then i think recently the uh, there was the finalization of take two buying king was zinga no sorry bazinga i forget um, that's Kings supposed... with EA, I think, actually. So that deal's supposed to be finalised tomorrow, which yes. will be yesterday when you hear this podcast. Before. Yeah. <laughs> so that <laughs> will quite be confirmed with Senga and um, Take Two. So, I don't know. Madness. Absolute madness. A lot of money flying about. Yeah, I'd love to see some of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you did briefly mention Ubisoft in there. So there, uh, there is something regarding them. Ooh. So Ubisoft Plus, that is coming to PlayStation in the future. 
So according to Ubisoft's website, Ubisoft Plus will come to PlayStation in the future, bringing access to more than 100 titles, additional content packs, and rewards to the platform. The subscription service is currently available on PC, Stadia, and Amazon Luna. That that thing. Don't hear about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, offering players day one releases, classic games, and premium editions, and ultimately will be available on PlayStation and Xbox. Ubisoft has also revealed that beginning May 24th, uh, it will launch a new Ubisoft Plus subscription for PlayStation Plus called Ubisoft Plus Classics. So the Ubisoft Plus Classic catalogue for PlayStation Plus will launch with 27 titles and will grow to 50 by the end of the year. Ubisoft uh, Plus Classics will launch bundled with the PlayStation Plus Extra or PlayStation Plus Premium subscription tiers. So let me get this straight. This is a subscription service on a subscription service. That's how I'm reading that. I mean, we there's already um, we've already got it with uh, EA EA Play. Yeah, that was already there on Xbox and um, PlayStation. Um, so Ubisoft, I suppose, just just getting in on the on the action. Not surprised. I'm just finding it really confusing that everyone seems to be launching like their own thing. It's like I just I just want to go and just buy a game. <laughs> it's it's the it's the way now, isn't it? I think they've seen kind of the the subscription service of like Netflix and and all those that kind of launched afterwards, and now it's just come to gaming. It's just this is why I can't do deal with these subscription services. It's like <laughs> there's only so much time you've got. In the world now, especially as an adult, right? You've been lucky to like play what four or five games a month, or depending how lengthy those games are. Yeah. If you go through like a massive, I mean, take Ubisoft for example. Let's say we're going through Assassin's Creed Origins. Mm. You know, that could take you three months to get through. To be quite honest. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can confirm that. (laughs) And I'm going to be playing through three months worth of subscription just for that one game. So what's point? Just let me buy the game, and then you know, I can just take my time with it. Mm. It's just I don't like this subscription model for everything now. It's like we always want your money constantly. Give us your money, but not only that, we're then going to stick microtransactions in the game, so give us more money that way. It's just yeah, it just makes me a bit sad. It's just the uh, the world that we're living in at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's like every time I look at my bank account, it's like, oh, that subscription's gone out. Oh, that one's gone out. That subscription. I don't remember that subscription. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> when did I like, buy I, that? I when did cancel. I last touch that subscription? I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just all for just buying the actual games. Yeah, they're a bit old school, so. Yeah. Some of us are just old. Well, yeah, don't, don't mention that. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, so... We know that, that Activision is kind of known as sort of the Call of Duty machine, pretty much. Um, and the odd remake here and there. And then disbanding that um, developer because they do good jobs and they need to be merged into somewhere else that's probably Call of Duty related. Yep, um, that's how it works. But swinging that sort of kind of back on topic. Uh, so we saw that the next Call of Duty got announced or revealed. Um, surprise, surprise, it's Modern Warfare 2. But unfortunately for them, uh, it seems to be the case for Call of Duty. Sort of every every year, once the new one gets announced, there's always certain holes or leaks, as as we would we would say, 
that come from the game so we find out a little bit of information about it before they even want to release it. Um, so we got that a little bit for Modern Warfare 2 that's releasing this year, um, sometime in November, as it always is. So the first thing that got slipped through is apparently they're going to be making a, a new game mod um, that's currently called DMZ, uh, which apparently is going to be quite similar to the game Escape from Tarkov. So if you've never played Escape from Tarkov, or if you don't even know what that game is, um, even though it's pretty pretty big on PC. So it's a first-person shooter that's set, I think, somewhere in, like, I don't want to say Russia, but in a very... Eastern European. Eastern European cool. country, should we, should we just put it that? So the whole game mode uh, that is built around Escape from Tarkov, you're essentially... You spawn in this kind of fairly decent sized map. And from what I remember, it's, it's, it's a lot about um, collecting gear throughout the map. And, you're, and now you're probably going to say, well, that just sounds like Warzone. So it is, so it isn't. A lot of it is about surviving, just collecting gear, and also uh, picking resources up and stuff. And then there's sort of a timer to a point where once it gets close to the timer, you then have to um, exfiltrate the map, basically. So that you have to get to a certain area, you'll get away, and then whatever gear you've collected and stuff, you get to keep to sort of move on to sort of the next kind of game, I suppose. So you're always kind of collecting gear, upgrading stuff, taking out people who are also in the map. I think it's, I think you only get one life, I think. And so if you if you die in a map, you lose that gear. You have to sort of start pretty much from all over again. Right. Um, that's the basis of it. I'm pretty sure there's a lot more to it than probably just that. But I think Activision or maybe Infinity Ward have kind of seen the popularity of, of that. There was something similar, actually, I think, in Battlefield 2042. The, the new mode they made for it, where you like you go in squads, you go in, you have to retrieve this intel... Um, and then you exfil out of it, and you sort of keep the stuff on you and, and whatnot. It's it's similar, but we'll uh, we'll see what kind of code you can do for that. Um, but again, they're just you know jumping on a new mode that's popular. Um, I think only Escape from Tarkov do this kind of stuff. No, sorry, there was a there was a free to play game that's on PlayStation that I played ages ago. That's very similar. I forgot what it's called now. Anyway, I didn't like it. Um, so <laughs> that's all we need. It's, it's quite similar, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's something like that. So apparently, that's going to be um, the the third mode in in this next Call of Duty because typically you've got campaign, then you got the multiplayer, and there's usually sort of like a third mode, whether that's kind of been zombies or if it's some sort of spec ops that Modern Warfare usually has because they don't subscribe to the whole zombies thing um so we'll see it, it could be pretty cool um apparently um alika managed to release a a recreated version of the map that this board's gonna be saying um as of right now i can't see it so i think it's already been taken down no it'll be up there it's the internet it'll be up there somewhere probably yeah um I could imagine it probably contains some some stuff from like 
Modern Warfare 2, probably based on different maps and whatnot. Apparently as well, um, so some of users have managed to show a clip showing off the game's new gun inspect feature. So I think I think what this is, uh, for what, what I know from previous games, is so currently in Call of Duty, there's a there's like a, a, a taunt thing where you can sort of inspect your gun, and if it's like a, a Mastercraft gun, it does some special animation or whatnot. Um, and if I think I know what this feature might be, it could be some of some of what was introduced in um, there's some of the Crytek made. It was like one of the free-to-play games that they made, first persons, where you inspect the gun, but then you can freely um, change the attachments on it. So you can select like what scope you want, do you want the silencer on it, um, what type of bullets do you want, and stuff. Um, which I think would be pretty cool if you could like change weapon parts on the fly in game. I think I'd be, I think I'd be pretty cool. I'd, I'd like something like that. But no, if they introduced into Call of Duty, I think it'd be pretty cool. So they could have. I think they've got that in the game. Apparently, a a number of um, original Modern Warfare 2 maps are also going to be made for this game as well. So I think some that have been confirmed are going to be High Rise. Um, which I really enjoy. It's the one on the top of the skyscraper that's still kind of getting built. It's got a bit of construction. I don't remember. Uh, don't remember it. Um, you essentially. Like, I can never remember any call. You, you can't remember. Except <laughs> Shipman. You, you and Shipman, honestly. Um, so there's there's Quarry, which I don't quite remember on Quarry. Um, my knowledge on Modern Warfare 2 being like over 10 years ago now is like terrible. Is that the one with like um, the mill thing? It could be. It could be. Um, like a big conveyor belt where rocks grew, I think. Unless I've got that completely uh, wrong. Maybe. Level, maybe. Could be. Could be. Could be. Um, you just so... used to get people sniping on top of it and that's it. That was that. <laughs> yeah. So you've got Terminal, which is one at the oh, airport. Yes. Um, Terminal, yeah. I, I quite enjoyed Terminal. I thought it was pre- pretty nice. Didn't thing. they do. Um... Like a spaceport version of Infinite Warfare. Probably. It's Infinity Warfare, yeah. so I, I, I can imagine so. Um, and they're also going to have Afghan, which I always hated. I hated Afghan for some reason. It's the one where it's, it's, it's fairly open space. Um, there's a crashed plane in it at one point where you can climb up and get to an upper cliff. There's also like a, a bit of a cave system in it as well. Um, but you could run around the outside of the map quite easy. Um, Don't know that one. But yeah, I've, I always hate playing Afghan because I just I don't know. It's a difficult one to play. They've also suggested as well that the the new or the the, the Warzone successor, I suppose Warzone Two, will also feature those maps in its big map. So yeah. something similar to obviously Warzone had some of the modern warfare maps in its locations very similar to what blackout did as well where it had very classic black ops maps sort of scattered around in it as well and that's pretty much it on those leaks so um i'd like to see more of it i I do think i do think there was a bit of a lull in cold jury before like the reboot model warfare came out i do think that kind of brought a lot of goodwill back to cold jury i do think it it was it was a really good Call of Duty game. 
Um, the ones after have kind of dipped. I still think Vanguard's pretty good. I've, I've really been enjoying it. Yeah, so do I. So, less said about Black Ops 4, the better, maybe, from, from my mm-hmm. opinion on that one. Um, <laughs> outside of outside of Blackout, I do think they did a good first job at Battle Royale-esque kind of game. I started to prefer it over Warzone. I don't know why. It, it felt more like a traditional Battle Royale. So I don't like this whole loadout rubbish. I don't like you can just get your own weapons that you set up into it. It should be yeah. you scavenge for your weapons and, and, and attachments and whatnot. And it should be survival. Effectively, no one's on a level playing field then, are we? Let's go. Well, that's it. You know, I think with loadouts, like those who really study, I suppose, which loadouts are the best for Warzone get a bit of an advantage. Well, I'm just like, I just want to pick up guns and shoot people. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, it for Call of Duty. Well, it's, it's, it's not the only leak. Ooh. Leaks. This, this being leaks galore. I tell them. Oh, Farfetch should be happy. We need to get the plums in. Because there's loads. Right. So start with Mario. So I'll start with this one. So, Aesthetic Gamer, aka Dusk Golem, tweeted this Silent Hill leak. Mm. There's a lot I'm not sharing for now. This is from a relatively new source for me, but I have been given more than enough proof to believe them. I also will mention the names Anita and Maya. SMS messages, and this is not the only Silent Hill game in development. The shots are a bit dated from 2020, so maybe this project looks a bit different now. But what I'm choosing to share, I know many will doubt this, but I have a lot of private proof to show this is real. And as always, I continue to wait on the Silent Hill game reveal. Now, he posted something like five or six images. Mm. I'll try and describe them. So, I have to say, one of them looks, well, two of them look very Resident Evil 7-esque. So it's like a so it's basically it's just a really dirty room with rubbish everywhere. Yeah. Pretty photorealistic is kind of style, and from a first person viewpoint. And then there's a similar one in a bedroom where that's all dirty as well. There's an interesting couple where you're looking down either a corridor or a tunnel, mm. and there's loads of paper on the wall with various stuff written on them. And at the end of the tunnel or corridor is what appears to be a little girl who's also got paper frills behind her hair and on her hands that's the other way i can describe it very <laughs> peculiar Good description. Uh, there's another one where it's just showing a load of stuff on a table cabinet and there's a close-up of a woman's face but it's sort of how do you describe this um as if it's got like Parts have been removed, and you can see paper notes underneath the skin. It's very yeah, it's, it's like it's like you you peel away the skin yes. to see the so yeah. Uh, one of them says, "I hate myself," and I can spot another one that says, "Minga." <laughs> oh, very <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> and I think people are thinking this is something to do with like some sort of mental health thing. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's part of the story. But yeah, uh, and then obviously that went up online. Now, normally we'd say take these sort of things with a grain of salt, but then they only went and got t- taken down by DMCA via copyright violation by it Konami. Pretty, yeah, it was pretty quickly as well when it came came down on him. So, so you could probably say it's probably real. 
But as he says, well, yeah, if you've changed. been DMC it, then it's like, mm, yeah. okay, <laughs> there's more, there's more of a story to this than there was originally. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what's your thoughts on that? I know this is probably going to be something you play more than I play. Um, to be fair, I'm not actually, I'm, I'm not really big into the Silent Hill series. Oh, okay. Enough. Um, like the only one that I've played for like a significant amount of time was probably four, which I think was the Room. Uh, which was called. I played. I played demo of that. Yeah. Um, it was. It was a bit trippy as well. Starfleet, mm. as sort of most, I suppose Japanese horrors tend to be. <laughs> Always got like that psychological horror and um, very twisted sort of dark sense of humor as well into it. But uh, I think a lot of people really have been sort of clamoring for a new Silent Hill. Like it has been a very long time since like a, a proper one, yeah, um, has come out. So um, I suppose you have to wait and see, because I the 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 Twitter user I do actually follow on Twitter because he's known as quite a reliable source for horror game leaks. So like he did a lot on uh, Resident Evil originally. He was very big on Resident Evil, so he would leak a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, so I do think he's actually quite quite reliable in that in that sense. I think that there was something as well. I think when it came when he these tweets came out, I think there was something that um, Andy Robertson, who's the I think sort of chief. I want to say he's the chief editor. I could be wrong, but he he's part of um, VGC News. Um, also kind of corroborated it a little bit kind of like that's some of the stuff that he's heard about as well about there being three Silent Hill games that are in um, development Um, so I think there's something like I've seen somewhere else as well that sort of mentioned that I think so there's um, there's potentially sort of a a remake of Silent Hill 2 that supposedly the Blooper team are working on um, who's the team behind the medium Oh, yeah. It was like a flip, a little yeah. Silent Hill, to be fair, actually, which is probably why they've been selected to work on it. So apparently, is that apparently there's a brand new Silent Hill, and then there's there's one other game that I don't think there's much information on. But uh, let's see see more of it once it finally gets announced. To see see what the slight work could be about. Maybe more Pyramid Head. It'd be a shame if they didn't get him in there. Hmm. But. That's not all for the leaks. Ooh. We have another leak. Oh, wow. So in a interview with actor Norman Reedus, uh, basically about his career, things like that, yeah. in the middle of the interview, he was asked this. Okay, so you've got the book going on, you've got the final season coming out, then the spin-off, and you're filming Death Stranded, the video game. And he just casually says, we just started the second one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And uh, the interview goes on, says, uh, how did that come about? And uh, Norman says, uh, Guillermo del Toro, who gave me my first movie, called me up and said, hey, there's a guy named Hideo Kojima. He's going to call you. Just say yes. And I go, what do you mean, just say yes? He goes, stop being an a-hole. Just say yes. (laughs) (laughs) Then I was in San Diego, and Hideo came with a big group of people. He's from Tokyo, and he showed me that what he was working on in a game called Silent Hill, because obviously that was PT and all that. I was blown away by what he was showing me, and I was like, yes, let's do this. It's not, not Ms. Backman. Uh, it's so realistic. It's so futuristic. It's so complicated and beautiful. And I was completely blown away. 
And then, of course, obviously that did happen. They said, uh, it took me maybe two or three years to finish all the mocap sessions for Death Stranding and everything. It takes a lot of work. And then the game came out and it just won all these awards. And it was a huge thing. So we just started part two of that. <laughs> he just reiterated it again. But then it was funny, um, Kojima's reaction. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. so subsequently, uh, Kojima put out a tweet that uh, simply, simply said, go to your private room, my friend, with a thumbs up and heart face emoji. <laughs> And he's got photos attached of him. To, um, do you know Negan from The Walking Dead? Yeah, yeah. Do you know he has a baseball bat with a bad wire wrapped around it? Yeah. He's got a photo of Kojima holding that, about to smack normal with it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Brutal Kojima? Part of me thinks this, this is like an elaborate plot, though. That this is all ploy. That maybe this is intentional to say this sort of stuff. I think that's the thing with Kojima, isn't it? Is now you don't know what to believe. I mean, I, I can see it with Kojima, but I feel like I, I don't think no one would be on that kind of level of let's just stop messing with <laughs> the community and just casually announce Death Stranding 2. It might also say it. I don't, who knows? Who knows? I like the, the talk they had with uh, Del Toro, though. <laughs> yeah. just, just say yes. Just say Why? yes. Stop being an air or just... <laughs> Do what I tell you to do. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know what to make of that. If it, if it is Death Stranding 2, because part of me is thinking, oh, maybe he's calling it Death Stranding 2, but it's actually doing something different with Norman in it. Still Kojima, but something different, maybe. But I, I'm surprised if they stay with the same gameplay. I think they'd have to do something different. I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know how Death Stranding ended. So. Well, you can only have one game where you're just walking about carrying stuff. I don't think I don't think you can do that on another one. Not necessarily. Scale. <laughs> yeah, but, well, let's be let's let's be honest. It, it was a divisive game, wasn't it? Yeah, I liked yes. it. I, I completed it, but it was divisive. Some people yeah. just couldn't get on board with the whole living slow pace of it, etc. Mm. I don't know how you'd want to do that in a sequel. I think you've got to change something significantly. I can I can imagine doing something in that world again, but I think you've got to. Yeah, it was, got to it was certainly an interesting uh, world they built for sure. But I think you've got to change up the gameplay quite significantly. I don't think you can have him just walking around the landscape anymore. But we shall see, assuming mm. that's true. Yeah. And this is all an elaborate ploy, and it's all none of it's true. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Right, should we should we go on to uh, should we go on some some funny news? Funny news, we like funny news. Let's go. Funny news, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'll be I'll be talking more about this um, in my um, what I've played section. Um, but there was there was an XP glitch uh, that was found in Call of Duty Warzone in probably not the most expected of places. Um, okay. Strangely. So. We know that, uh, I think it was uh, the 11th of May, um, Warzone had started its, its new uh, L- LTM event. Um, that stands for Limited Time Mode. <laughs> could have just said that, but I... <laughs> I, I could have just, yeah, could have just said that, but, you know. Why well, just use the abbreviation as, as it's used everywhere else? That's the, that's um, the cool thing. That's, yeah, that's, that's the cool way of saying it. You want to talk about uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, lots of love. Um, 
<laughs> that's what that stands for. So we know that uh, they'd, be, they'd advertise that uh, they were doing an event with a crossover with uh, the Godzilla versus Kong film. And so, so both, I suppose, Titans have invaded Caldera and you've got to, I suppose, navigate your way around them while also obviously fighting other teams and whatnot. But someone had found a strange XP glitch, um, of a way of being able to farm XP um, that you can get from the game. And uh, I, I don't know a better way of saying this other than to say it's, uh, it involves King Kong's private parts. Does it now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Strangely enough. Um, so, <laughs> so there was a clip that was posted on the Warzone Reddit, which um, apparently is showing a player in a helicopter going towards King Kong's nads. Okay. And apparently, this this is apparently like a blind spot on King Kong, uh, like. So you can, you can actually fly through his legs. There's actually a, a secret uh, objective to actually do that, and you get like a you get like a, a calling card for it. But apparently, um, and you also get XP for doing that. So if you fly through, you get you get XP. You get this like the monarch intel, which you can build up and stuff. Um, but apparently, this one player in his helicopter flew just underneath and just close enough to sort of in between Kong's legs where the helicopter blades are grazing a specific area. And apparently it started building up all this XP for this player just because these the raw blades were, <laughs> were in King Kong's um, parts. So, so effectively shaving his cojones. Pretty much. That's what we're saying. Give him a nice shave, you know. Right. But... Yeah, I mean, if if well, if you want to build a peg speed, if you know, in in Warzone, that's it's uh, one way of doing it. Provided mm. Kong doesn't do a smash onto the ground, then I think you you might be a bit screwed there. But yeah, it's just uh, it's, I don't know how anyone found this. Funnily enough, the comment uh, one comment that was on uh, <laughs> was on the news story uh, just says that this story is low hanging fruit. Hey. hey, which is uh, which is quite funny. So, <laughs> if you want to get some XP in Warzone, that seems to be the uh, the way to do it. One more thing, um, and this is probably the most surprising news story I'll ever read, probably all year, uh, honestly. So, there was a new there's a new Chip and Dale film that's come out in Disney. Uh, yeah. Don't know what it's called. Just try and read it. Sorry, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and apparently it's got quite a few a few cameos in there from from like Disney and, and all sorts of places. Uh, one cameo that I don't think anyone would have expected, and also probably wonder why, has been the original movie design for Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I think you want to so- say the best design. <laughs> I, well, that's, that's up for debate, I suppose. Um, <laughs> so the, the original design, if you, if you, I don't know how you might have not seen it, but if you never saw it, the original design that was for Sonic um, in the 2020 film that came out in, I think the trailer was released in 
probably 2019, maybe 2018, some, somewhere around there. But when the first ever trailer came out of Sonic the Hedgehog, it had a very realistic design, is, is probably the best I could put it. And I don't know if that's quite right either, because it was more, he looked very human, is, is probably what I'll go with. <laughs> yeah, it looked more human um, than Hedgehog. Yeah, so like he had, he had like human looking eyes. He had human it teeth. teeth. It was the teeth, wasn't it? That's... Uh, for some reason, um, didn't have the gloves. He had some weird Nike shoes. Um, it just looked like something you'd see in a horror film, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's like it's um, like if you asked a five year old to draw Sonic, that's <laughs> yeah. what you'd get. Pretty much, and. So, I mean, there was instant outrage. Um, you know, the director and the team kind of saw the outrage, said, you know, they'll come back. They had to delay the film for about a year or so. And they redesigned Sonic completely to look a little bit more like his video game counterpart. Um, and the rest, as we thought, was history. Um, until Disney decided to dig that history back up and place him into the most strangest of films. Um, <laughs> so so apparently in this film, um, he's known as Ugly Sonic. Oh, uh, <laughs> poor Sonic. <laughs> and apparently he's at like some sort of convention where he's trying to sell like signed photos of him in like different poses and, and all sorts and that. Oh, maybe they can be yeah, I'll have to see if I... I can't find any of those. <laughs> Nate, is he in Liverpool? Yeah. See if I can find him. And uh, so apparently as well. So um, he's got a lot of different stuff to him. So like uh, apparently rather than going fast, apparently his catcher is his going slow, baby. Ah, oh, dear. So... Doing him dirty. Why? Yeah. But I was like, how have Disney managed to pull this off? Like, was there any, is there any copyright thing to it? Like, do they? Absolutely, must be. Is Paramount. Was it Paramount? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. On on the original design, or can, like, was there a partnership just to just to include him as a job? Maybe they have to pay out because Paramount's just like, nah, we don't want what to do here. <laughs> just yeah, having... like, actually, you can have this one. Like, Sonic is officially in the Disney canon. Yeah. Expect to see him in next Star Wars something. <laughs> or the next Marvel film. Uh, oh my goodness. I was just, I just, I couldn't believe it. What a strange news story. <laughs> so something's in the plus this film? Uh, I believe so, yeah. So it's, um, it's Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um, I think we have to seek it out and just, just look for that scene. Yeah, I, f- I feel I want to do the same just, just to, just to experience it. Really. Yeah. I mean, no shade on Chippendales, but <laughs> not my thing. Oh no, no, absolutely no shade on them. I, I, I don't, I don't really remember watching it to be fair. So, I just know there's clips of very high pitched squirrels. So, <laughs> yeah. should we go into what we're currently play? Yeah, why not? Between us two. Okay. Uh, do you want to start? What you got? What you play? Well, I've been playing. All right. Um, so I want to talk about sort of the usual stuff that we've been playing. Uh, stuff like Fortnite and FIFA, because nothing really news happened in there. Um, so I'll move on to 
two games that I have regularly been playing over the last two weeks. Uh, one fairly fairly new, um, and one that we've sort of come back to after sort of ignoring it after it first came out, really. Uh, <laughs> I suppose you could probably put a little bit of input into this one as well. Um, so, as I remarked in the news, uh, I've been playing Call of Duty Warzone. Um, thought I'd give the, the old Zilla Kong mode a go. Um, so, basically, what what they've done with this is, I think as I alluded to earlier, on the island of Caldera, uh, we've got Kong, who is pretty much kind of jumps from point to point on the island, kind of keeps himself a bit sort of central around um, what appears to be like the, the peak of the island. Um, and he does a couple of things. He kind of does a bit of a ground stomp, so anyone sort of around the vicinity of him get knocked um he also likes throwing massive rocks around the island um sometimes this is controlled just by the ai um other times it can be controlled by a kill streak that you can get um if you get to uh, 100 points on the monarch intel which you can collect around the map or you can collect by shooting the titans or you can also get by um completing certain contracts and whatnot um so that's kind of kong's thing godzilla kind of keeps himself on on the edge of the island so he'll kind of patrol around the edge in the sea sometimes kind of dips in goes for a swim pick sort of appears at a different point um his whole thing is pretty much just roaring and chewing atomic breath every now and then um, which can also control. I mean, uh, you can control Kong or you control Godzilla's, um, I suppose, kill streak, depending on uh, where you place on the map and which kind of tie-in is closest, I think, and also sort of go. So the time of breath kind of goes all in kind of one straight line, um, whereas Kong's is more of like an area of effect. So if you're within the area of the what they call Kong's wrath, rock comes falling on, knocks you. Um, not very pleasant. Uh, a lot of people like to use them sort of towards more like the end circle because it's a bit more trickier to like getting out of the way whilst kind of being mindful of the other team probably taking pot shots at you. So, um, and it also works on what's called as resurgence game type. So it's very much you'll normally go into a squad of four. Sometimes you can be a squad of two, sometimes three. You can go on your own, but it's a lot more difficult. And the aim is sort of if you get knocked and um, eliminated, Noel's kind of lost so long as you still got one member on your team survived by um, by the end of this like uh, 30 second timer. You can respawn in. Sometimes you'll have slightly better equipment than what you had previously, depending on what round of wave you're on. Um, but you can you can survive. You'll parachute in normally sort of near where you your teammate is and you can continue and pretty much until you get to like closer towards the ends there'll be a certain circle that closes in and then the resurgence kind of stops it gets disabled so that, and then pretty much is anything goes kind of normal battle rail kind of rules you die that's it sort of thing um unless you get revived back by the buy station um so i've been playing that 
quite a lot, um, doing a lot of the objectives. Um, and I know, Mark, you kind of jumped in one night, had a couple of games myself. Because um, mm. I haven't played this before. No. And then I jumped in, and let's just say our first game didn't exactly go quite a plan. Not swimmingly, no. Um, I blame your driving. Yeah, there's there a lot of blame. To be fair, um, you know, we landed we landed somewhere, I forget where it was, picked up some equipment, got into a car, had to drive away from Circle, I think, I can't remember. Um, yeah, we were on the edge. Yeah. We so running around the outside of the circle in the Jeep. Pretty much. Um, anyway, I think we, we got within it or something, but then I think Kong was nearby, and I was like... Yeah, we were going up a hill... And then suddenly you just landed next to us, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. It was a bit surprising. Um, and then I was like, I know, I've yet to do the the secret achievement thing, objectives, where you have to drive in between his legs or fly a plane between his legs. And I thought that would be a good idea. This would be a good time to do it. Got near his toe and then blew up. Spot, yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. Um... The second game went a, bit, a little bit better. Um, I think we... Was that the one where we got into a helicopter? Yeah, and, we just took the sky. Just, just stayed in the helicopter for most of the game. Yeah. Uh, I think I was flying around. You you shooting at Kong. Then you shooting at Zilla. Um, yeah, and then back at Kong. Then back at Kong. In fact, I, a little I, bit more towards Zilla. I was actually shooting his... Uh, Gonads as well, actually. But oh, I, was, right. I was, I wasn't trying to like. Wait, you you weren't trying to the bonus six speedway. Uh, uh, well, that's like, um, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so we did that for most of it. Uh, circle got pretty, pretty narrow, um, and then we started shooting down at the enemy team, which I thought was quite fun. A few uh, people. people. I think we managed to eliminate a few, and then suddenly, like the rest of the teams were like. Hang on, what's this helicopter doing? I think we should <laughs> yeah. shoot it down. Probably take that down now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we ended. Well, I know I ended up parachuting on towards beach. Um, yeah, so and did it I. didn't go very well after that. So. Yeah, I landed in between two people, so it's like, well, uh, <laughs> this isn't going to go well. I I got behind a rock, and I think I might have picked up one person off, and then another one kind of came towards me, and decided I wasn't. I was no longer needed in this in this game, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we did I've, that. I had my fill. Yeah, yeah. We, we, did, we had a fill, and then I think we had a couple of games after that. I think one where... Well, I think we finished fifth in that game. I think that was a, yeah, uh, I thought we did decent fifth. I mean, not too bad. Only we beat five well, of those teams, I think. For me, that's not bad. So I'll oh. take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, and I think we had a couple more games after that that didn't go too well. Um, one where well... we forgot about the circle and got caught in the game. Yeah, uh, that didn't go well. Um, that's, that's always a thing that I always forget about in, in battle royal games. Sometimes I get too focused on looting and not actually realizing that a circle's coming in to kill me. Yeah. So um, that was just, that's think, just just embarrassing. That bit. Well, yeah, I think did we have one in a plane as well? Yeah, we went in the plane. Um, but that was. I think you had a bit more fun with that because you were controlling the gun. Well, yeah, I, the I was flying the plane and you. I in the, the back seat just shoot your pistol and then yeah. probably run out of ammo at one point. You ran out of ammo so then I was just like punching the plane. <laughs> he was <laughs> punching the plane. Um, yeah, so. I was just enjoying the view. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were doing alright in that and then it got to one point where I was like 
Right, I, I need to wash this balloon because there's um, there's air balloons in it as well that um, at the bottom act as like a, a wrap or upwards and then you're able to like shoot yourself in the air and then oh, yeah. shoot somewhere else. So there's quite a few of them dot around the, around the map. And so during a, a turn in to start shooting a Godzilla, I was like, I need to wash out the balloon that I'm going into. I'll fly a little bit above it. And I think I should be fine. It was not fine. <laughs> it was the opposite of fine. It was smash into balloon and then game over. Oh, no. Um Well. Which was my fault. I thought I was above the balloon, but the balloon decided, no, my hitbox is actually much higher than that. So. Um, and then, of course, I had my little incident. So I leapt out of the plane, pulled the parachute cord, and then suddenly Kong just lands right next to me. <laughs> And it just swats yeah, me straight out of the air. Like, yeah, it, it, it just uh, You'll be done. slapped you, pretty much. Yeah. Um, he just wasn't having it. No, no, he was not having where you were, sir. So, um, hmm. I wish I recorded my point of view. Because um, yeah, you like recorded yours, that. so I got to see what, what happened with you. And that was quite funny, because I just saw the, like, the hand just coming towards <laughs> you. Swat. Uh, should, but, like, if I recorded my point of view, I, I just saw it all, because I was, like, a distance away. Just saw Kong kind of land next to you and just give you a good old wallop. I was just like, bloody hell. Um, don't, don't annoy the Kong man, um, I think is the moral of that story. He's a only man in your own business. He does <laughs> Yeah, he just jumped next to you. He wanted some of you. Um, so that was our adventures. Like, how, as I've been playing it, I've, I've been quite enjoying it, to be fair. I do think. I do wish the event was a bit more, had more involvement between the Titans actually fighting each other. Yeah. And there being a bit more of a, a cooperative effort. Because, I mean, there is there is a certain element of cooperative sort of the start when the Titan frenzy starts. So that's when there's two instances in the game where you get a certain, uh, you get about a minute and a half of pelting damage towards either Titan. Whoever does team's does the most damage gets like a big reward it's like the top four teams get like a, a reward for doing the most damage yeah um but it just it's it feels it, it feels like there's just not enough involvement with the titans it just feels like they have their animations and then they just those animations and then that's about it yeah, they they kind of cycle through animations, and I think I feel like Godzilla does probably the least out of the two. Like at least sort of Kong kind of jumps around the map, gives a bit of a slam, throw rocks, kind of does a bit more to um, get in the player's way. Whereas like Godzilla is very much kind of just keeps itself on the edge of the map, and then yeah, not I don't think most people go towards the edge of the map really, do they? Tends- not really. really. I mean, you can get some decent loot from Godzilla if you do enough damage. Like, they'll, they'll drop a lot of um, a lot of the Monarch crates that you can get. Um, I think but, it's just the speed of Kong that I can get around, whereas Godzilla just doesn't. Yeah, Godzilla's a little a little bit more lumbersome. Yeah. Um, you get a lot more surprised by Kong, which happened on a number of occasions. Yeah, I never got, surpri- yeah, I never got surprised by um, Yeah. It's just a bit unfortunate that they just don't really fight each other, which I think is what a lot of people thought was going to happen in this. Um, but I think I still think overall it's been a, it's been a good event. I've enjoyed it. It's got me back into Warzone. 
Um, like I didn't really touch Warzone outside of. Oh yeah, you know me and Battle the Royals. Um, I, I don't know they touch any Battle Royals, but this is yeah. at least trying it. So. No, it's not too bad. Like more stuff like this would would be nice. Um, I know they've done previous events stuff like um, the 80s Action Hero one that they had for Cold War, where they had the hotel from Die Hard planted into mm. into the map for some reason, and Bruce Willis was in it, and, and Rambo for reasons. Um, <laughs> so. Not that this makes it any more like realistic in the in the world of culture. Like, what's Godzilla doing here? Don't remember the fighting here. Um, but no, I've I've quite enjoyed it. I've I've done all the objectives. There's there's one secret one I've still yet to do, which is you have to get three kills with a flaming throwing knife. Um, which has been quite difficult for me because one, it seems to be a very rare ground loop. Right. Um. There's one way you can get it if you've got the um, Pyromaniac uh, bundle from Modern Warfare. Um, but, like, if you never pick that up, you'll never have any loadout, so I can't use it. Um, I did have a game last night where I, I managed to down someone. It was actually hold it. He had the throwing knife, throwing throwing knife in his loadout. So I managed to pick it up, down, down someone else, finish them with the throwing knife, which I think counts so it's like okay i'll get i'll got one uh, i'll you know i had the restock um perk on so i kept on restocking it uh got a bit got a bit greedy towards the end where i managed to down another one um he managed to skirt around inside the building so i came dashing over because i want to get the knife kill and then as i turned the corner his mates like stood there just <laughs> waiting waiting for me so he killed me uh, so I couldn't get any more <laughs> flaming knife kills, but I'll see if I can try and finish off before the event finishes, which I think's on the 25th. Um, but we'll see. I, I might actually play Wars on a little bit sort of afterwards because it's, it's been really good for leveling up um, weapons and my operators. Like I've got two operators, two, yeah, I got two operators done to level 20 for Vanguard, which has been handy. I'm just working on uh, another one now, and it'll actually finish off the original operator list for Vanguard. So I can get him to level 20. And I think there's an actual achievement for getting every, all of them to level 20, I think. So I'll get that done. Um, so there's that. The, the one other game that I've played, which has been new, that's come out recently, um, and it's a part of a series that I've really enjoyed um, with a friend of mine. Um, has been We Were Here Forever. Huh. Um, so the the fourth game in the series and potentially the last one, I'm not sure, um, of the We We Were Here series. Um, pick this up once no, we know. <laughs> yeah, so, so like so the original was We Were Here. Um, second one We Were Here Too. Ha ha ha! I'm the punk. Yep. Um, the third one, we were here together, together. Yeah. and now we've got we were here forever. So, the, like I said, the fourth one in the series, um, and uh, again, I think like the others, just just really enjoyed it. And I think I've I've liked that. I think since the uh, probably noticed it more in the third one. I don't know if they really did in the second one, 
but they've kind of added a lot more story elements to it. So really kind of the story here um, has been about um, uh, a jester character who is trying to help his king sort of come back from a, a realm they got locked into. So you kind of you, you find out a, a lot more than what the story was and what's going on, why your characters seem to be involved in it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, th- this one felt a lot, a lot, a little bit more open world. You get to a point where you you escape the castle again, and it, it really opens up. There's a lot more open areas. Um, a little bit like the third one. Third one felt a little bit more open worldish. Um, but yeah, the puzzles again, um, really enjoyed them. Very, very, um, what, what kind of word I'm trying to look for? Really takes up a lot of your brain power is, is probably what I'm trying to go up. Um, there was a point where we got absolutely stuck. Like we just didn't, didn't know what we were meant to be doing. We were meant to be arranging these pieces in this puzzle in a certain way. And we just, we just couldn't work it out. Um, embarrassingly, we found out that we we read a clue wrong. Oh, yeah. We we interpreted it in one way and it was actually another way, and we don't know how both of us read it wrong. We must have been stuck on this for like a good twenty thirty minutes, like just racking like what we were meant to be doing. Did get to a point where it was like, right, I'm just gonna look at a walkthrough and see what <laughs> what it was meant to be. And we looked at it, and we was like, "Why? Why is it in this way? Like, I'm, I'm sure we, 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 it's meant to be this other way." Um, found out we read the clue wrong, so like, of course, idiots. Um, but no, I absolutely enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Like, if if you got, you know, if, if you're into card games, into any kind of sort of first person puzzle stuff, if you it, Pretty much, if you like Paul 2 and you like what they did with their co-op, you will like this series of games. Um, absolutely enjoyed it. Not expensive at all. Um, I think we picked this one up for, I want to say, 15 to 18 pounds, something like that. Um, really worth it. Um, absolutely loved where the story went. And I do like as well at the end, there always seems to be a choice of like, one of you has to survive. And the other one has to has to die for some reason. Um, Games in it. <laughs> yeah. So I like the way how they did the how they did this in one because we we didn't anticipate what we were actually meant meant to do at the end. We were like switching places without knowing we were, one of us had to like perish, which yeah. is quite funny. So um, no, I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, will say I didn't like one part of it. Um, where you end up in like in a cave system, and I didn't like it for a very specific reason. Oh, is it a uh, specific thing with eight legs? Potentially, yeah. Um, for for whatever reason, this game decided decide these. I mean, they don't actually do anything. I, I found out that really they're kind of there aesthetically, okay. but it's just very unnerving for me. <laughs> On, on why we had to do this bit. So I actually had, had to ask my friend, could we swap roles? <laughs> I don't want to do this bit. Found out the other role had to go into the caves anyway at some point, so it didn't really matter. No, no. <laughs> so I had to like. I'll teach you then, isn't it? Yeah, I had to be tormented for like five, ten minutes. 
And we got stuck in this bit as well. Uh, didn't know what we needed to do. Uh, we decided to leave it there. We came back the next day. And the checkpoint was further ahead than we what we should have been. Oh. Yes, yeah, it's, it's got a weird checkpoint system. It's, it did it a couple of times where we got a bit stuck. We were like, okay, well, maybe swapping roles might help. You know, maybe one of us hasn't picked up on what the other has done or something like that. But then it just, like, it took us to the point where we, we, we would complete it. So we were like, what were we meant to do then? <laughs> and we don't know if there might have been just, like, maybe there was a glitch or maybe a bug at some point. Um, that just stopped stopped us doing what we should have done. So, but no, I I would absolutely recommend this for um, for anyone who loves co-op and puzzle games. Um, absolutely pick it up. You playing that on PC? Yeah. So we I've gone through on the PC. Um, I know the previous games have kind of slowly start filtering onto the consoles. Um, yeah. I think so. I think um, I believe you and your Brother, played them on PlayStation. Yeah, we've played the first one. We've got played the other. The we've got the second and third one. But, yeah. Uh, when we're going to play them, I don't know. But I'd really like to because I did enjoy that first one. Yeah. No, absolutely. If if you enjoy the first one. Despite me getting a bit angry with my brother, but that's another story. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no dear. Um. But yeah, no, really enjoyed it. I absolutely loved it. So. I I hope they do more, or if they, you know. If not in this series, they may look sort of a new maybe story or whatnot, but keep the kind of same mechanics going. I'd, I'd love it to keep kept on doing it. It's, um, so you said you completed this? Yeah, we've completed it. How long was it? Uh, I want to say... Ooh, how long do we spend on it? Eight to twelve hours, I want to say. Oh, it's, it's the, I think it's the longest one in the series, for sure. Yeah, like the first one you could probably do in a couple hours... Yeah, the first one was. The second through. one was definitely a little bit longer. The third one, even longer still. So, it, it would take a little, a little bit longer to complete now. So, Jolly good. Right, well, that's me. Don't what, what have you been playing, Mike? Okay, so, uh, I've actually been playing a game that you played a while ago that you spoke about. It sounded pretty good, judging by what you were saying. I decided to opt in and get WWE 2K22. So this is, of course, WWE's latest collaboration with 2K, following WWE 2K20. That was so bad they shelved the franchise for a year. Um, mm. I mean, even the tagline for this game, I think, uh, it hits different, isn't it? I think that's what they said. Clearly trying to claw back any semblance of dignity from that shambles a couple of years ago. Tagline um, should be no bugs this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it does seem better executed. I think it's. Mm. I mean, graphically, it looks pretty good. I think some of the character models still look a bit iffy. Yeah, there's definitely still some that are a bit not sure, but I, th- I think overall there's a there's a marked improvement over the over the models this time around. Yeah, I mean this this first one I played on the new gen, so I would hope for better. Mm. Uh, nice variation of match types I found. I think this got clearly the most varied match types I've ever seen in a WWE game. I mean. <laughs> I don't think I can think of one that's not in it. I'm sure there is, but mm, Inferno. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay <laughs> there's no Inferno. All right, I'll give you that one. To, to yeah. be fair, it's hard to replicate that, that kind of thing. It's only ever been oh, yeah. in WWE games very scarcely. So, <laughs> well, I'm talking about like matches you tend to see. 
in WWE. You don't, well, yeah, you don't yeah, exactly yeah, see an Inferno you, match every week. Yeah, you have your normal types, you know, the, well, the normal type ones, your steel cages, your hell in cells, ladders, tables, TLC. But I like all the combination ones, so obviously you can have, like, tag ladder matches, tag. You can mm. have, like, tornado tag and normal tag, and all these different variation yeah. ones that you can have, which on the older games you will be able to do. It's just like, you've got four people, you can have a ladder match. You can't have six, though. Or something like that. But now there's there, all, there also, some, yeah, yeah, there were some like weird uh, restrictions when it came to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, one thing that's always been, oh, actually, I've got to say, the roster, bit outdated. Yeah, I, I can't blame I mean, you. There's a lot that. of people that's, in it. That's, yeah, I mean, it's definitely like I think the biggest roster in WWE games history, but it's mm-hmm. also the most. Let's think, if you have, if you, yeah, if you weren't watching WWE, you'd probably say this is brilliant. You know, it's got so many people to use. But if you want it up to date, it's not particular. No. But of the people missing, I don't think they're massive losses. I don't think. Um, I do think is Bray Wyatt's missing. I think. Yeah, Bray Wyatt's not. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed the fiends done it, but it would probably be OP. It'd be like you can't yeah. pin him. <laughs> I mean, obviously, one good thing about since the SmackDown era game, shall we say, it's always been the custom creations, isn't it? I mean, custom creations have always yeah. been really good. In this. Uh, yeah, I will, I will give that WWE games do have some of the best customizations. And this was really involved. There's a lot of stuff you can do for your characters. Mm. I don't have the patience to create like, real <laughs> wrestlers, so of course I just went to the creations and just downloaded them. But mm. I've got some like classic people like. Um, it's like Tommy Wilson is one of them. Yeah. I've got the I've got the fiend as well. Yeah, and they look really good. Like, cause yeah, you can, put, you can put like face models on, can't you? Yeah, you can do like a I think one like a face scan. Um, yeah, you can put them in, so you can get you can be people like um I, I've got a few people. You got like a uh, Chris Jericho. He looks pretty mm. good. Um, CM Punk, though he was yeah. quite well. Um, I've got one for Cody. Cody Rhodes. Cody, yeah. I could see, actually, if if you could somehow get him in, like, maybe, like, a future DLC, like, make him official. Um, neck tattoo and all. Um, no, it's always been... One of the one of the best things about the WWE games has been the character customization stuff yeah. and that. If someone's missing, someone will have made them. Yeah. And it, um, it's good as well, because I think that this was the first, first year, I think I mentioned, where... The the custom creation suite is cross-play. So now yes. it's not just like, so, oh, if you made it on PlayStation, he's exclusive to PlayStation. It's like, I, think, I remember at the start, I think you said that you've got to sign up for the 2K account and then you have access to that or something like that. You do, yeah. It's uh, it's fairly straightforward. It's not nothing. Yeah, yeah. But just, just have like 100 slots available. So like I can have 100 other wrestlers to add to this already extensive roster. Yeah. Pretty good. No, it's, it's really like, good, very good. It's always like, you, you can fit like, um, well, Legends who aren't in it, because I know you can buy Legends, can't you? But it's from yeah, like, in-game like currency, isn't it? Yeah, there's like a store stuff, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can buy microtransactions, but you don't have to. You can pretty much get them just in-game, can't you? Mm. So I've got all of, obviously, you know, the big ones. So Rock, Stone Cold, because you, you purchased them. Because I think I had like yep. four and a half grand worth of whatever the currency is 
So I just bought the big people, Triple H as well. But then you can just have like, say, like 50 wrestlers who are actually wrestling, and they just have 50 stupid ones. <laughs> so you can have Spider Man, Batman. Uh, yeah, Goku's always a Santa. Yeah. Uh, I've seen one for uh, Kermit the Frog. Just yeah, Kermit. not surprised. <laughs> Kermit running in and taking out AJ Styles Joker. or something. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joker. There's, 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 there's so many. <laughs> it's, it's just the whole system of creating characters is so extensive that people can just create wonderful things but um, anyway beyond that uh, I'll start off doing the showcase mode of course oh yes yeah. so this is, is the bit that focuses on the career of Rey Mysterio Jr and mm-hmm. through, you progress through 12 matches I think it is isn't it uh, and that, Some of that. He, he deems like important as part of his career yeah. Well, it's WWE career, shall we say. Um, each one has like an introduction video as well, don't they? And um, basically setting up the feud that he was in. Mm. And I really liked those videos. I, re- I really liked his... Um, I found him really engaging. He seems like he was proper into it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a really good um, storyteller. Yeah, like discussing I mean, his, that's his most... dog status and things like yeah. that. Yeah. I always found the... For his career, I always thought the, the, I suppose, promo or talking side of him has like, always been kind of like a weak side of it. But like, for, like, watching him sort of describing all the stuff for his career and like these, these matches or like the intricate stuff that happened in them, I was like, I was always like, I, I was proper like engrossed in like what he was saying. I'm like, yeah. he's a really underrated storyteller. And then, uh, okay, so you end up, you end up playing these matches, don't you? And... You have a bunch of objectives that you have to complete. Yeah. And you've got, like, main objectives, haven't you? And then you've got the like, these secondary objectives. And you just go through all of them and you end up lock- unlocking stuff, don't you? But uh, yeah. the, the the really good thing you've got to say is the is the whole blending real footage with the gameplay, mm. which is done so well. No, they've I, done I, really I, well this, with this one. So basically what happens is you might it ask you to, like, pull off a move and then it'll go into a cutscene in game mm. and then suddenly it will blend with the real life footage yeah and it's and it, i'm really surprised at just how well they got the animation to go along with what happened in the real footage yeah they've, they've done a, a, a really impressive job of being able to replicate kind of what what happened in real life and to have it sort of transition between yeah. cutscene and live footage and it's not just what the stuff in the ring it's like all the background and the stage and all that that's all like replicated as well mm. pretty well I just, I just found it a really intriguing way to expand like storytelling of matches and then of course uh, Ray does in those moments he gives like his comic narration over the top of it as well doesn't it yeah just, just he, he talks about the moment and stuff yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just really a nice way of just experiencing a match Just it's just a bit different from just uh, uh, pff, pff. one mm. two three that's all you hear and then yeah, I think that that's the, I think the best part of it as well is like like you are free to kind of yeah. play the match how you want as well. You don't have to follow the objectives. It's they're purely there just to unlock extra stuff really. Um, yeah. But you're also like you don't actually have to win the match either. You just like you go from cutscene to cutscene. You know they do the moves that are relatively related to what actually happened in the match. Not perfect one-to-one but roughly sort of what happened you kind of follow through um 
But like by the end of it, you can do like last cutscene. You don't you don't necessarily have to like pin whoever Ray was fine in that match. You just get into the last cutscene and it just finishes pretty much. Yeah, I do kind of wish that the finish of the match you took a bit more control of. I think a lot of them ended via footage. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, I don't mind if I do the pins and whatnot. I don't mind if I like I I I do the move and then as I'm finishing the move, it blends back to the footage. I don't mind that, but I I just would like to do that finishing move Mm. rather than punch him and then that suddenly goes into footage of something happening and then he gained the pinfall. I just want to do something. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I, I suppose it's their way of being able to blend it properly. Like, if you did, yeah, like, the finisher so. outside the ring and then suddenly it does a cutscene, like, you suddenly, like, transitioned into the ring. It'd be a bit jarring. Yeah, I guess so. But, no, really enjoyed that. So, uh, finished that. Managed to unlock everything, so that's good. Um, but now I just started uh, My Rise. Well, I say started oh. it. I say started it. I've literally just created the character. That's it. All right. <laughs> so I've called him uh, the cyborg uh, Sam Slammer. Because reasons. And he's dressed up in like leather jacket with uh, like futuristic shades on. Things like that. Oh, yeah. He's got a uh, bright blue beard, shiny uh, green hair and red eyebrows. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. I, I just thought if I'm going to make a guy, I'm just going to make him the most eccentric Stand out person you possibly can. So it's good, just, good in cutscenes. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I just started my rise and I've literally just gone into the performance center and started talking to a bloke called Hector, I think his name is. Yes, and, yeah. And he goes, um, oh, you must be the new guy. And I just said to him, don't call me the new guy. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Going into heel centric? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Straight to heel. Why not? But that's, that's literally all I've done. I've not progressed any further. Yeah. Because I spent like an hour and a half just making the guy. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll see how that career goes. And I'll probably mm. mention that in a future episode. I played one other thing. So, I was scrolling through my library the other day on my mm. PS5. And I came across a game. And I thought, yeah, I've not, I've not played one of those types of games for a while now. And that's a rhythm action game. Okay. And the game in question, that's all, was Prepper the Rapper 2. Oh, wow. Now, in the first game, which I had on PS1 back in the day, uh, you played as, obviously, as Parappa, uh, an anthropomorphic dog, who you might have somewhat guessed, raps. Um, and he hangs around with a bunch of his mates in that game, and he's vying for the affection of one of the group called Sunny Funny, who is an anthropomorphic sunflower. Now, in that game, our intrepid hero, uh, he goes through like a series of rap battles with people. And um, I think he's... So he goes to like a martial arts dojo for one. Um, one joined a driving test, a cooking show. He even goes to a flea market, I think. I mean, he even randomly has a rap in a queue for a toilet. Which is weird, but... Uh, but in the end, spoilers, he succeeds. Uh, and Sonny and him live happily ever after. Also, we thought... So this brings us to Prepper the Rapper 2. Now, which for the longest time, I didn't even know existed. I'd, I'd never <laughs> really heard about this, but, um, but then I saw it a few years ago and bought it and then just not played it. Um, so our, our boy Prepper is back. And in the beginning, 
Brapper wakes up from a nightmare and his bedroom is full of noodle products. And it turns out he's won a competition to win a lifetime supply of noodles. Because why not? So his mates come round, right? And um, Sonny does some cooking and plonks a load of noodle dishes on the table. And Prapper at this point just goes ape. He's like, I'm sick of noodles. I ain't eating them. So Sonny then calls him a baby and he storms out with one of his mates following him. Okay. All so right. So they go into this town, this local town. Mm-hmm. And Prepper's like, I want a burger. Let's go, let's go to that burger place. Mm. So they go in and order the, the house special burger, right? But what do you know? It turns up and there's only chuffy noodles in the burger, isn't there? <laughs> so Prepper's like livid and he like proper goes old Karen saying, I want to speak to the manager. And, so, in a peculiar turn of events, mm. uh, the ghost of the burger joint's original owner pops up and says he will teach Parappa how to cook a burger. Okay? All right. I'm following, I think. Yeah. And this is where the first rap battle begins. Uh, it's basically a song about putting burgers, cheese and ketchup on bread. I mean, that's, that's generally what, how Parappa goes. They, they, do, they turn simple things into rap battles. Um, now you know how rhythm action games go. You know, mm-hmm. You've got a bar at the top, you press the correct button in sequence at the yep. correct time. Uh, as you rap, you, they have this progress bar, well, progress meter, that goes cool, good, bad, awful. And each level is divided into subsections called lessons. So I was there getting my groove on in this, in this rap battle, and I got to lesson four, and my rating plummeted to bad. Now, if you remain on bad for too long, the level will end prematurely. Mm. And this happened in the first game as well. Guess what happened? Uh, Still ends in bad? Yeah, it's steady bad, and it it just said, oh, that was awful. But, yeah. So, I had to restart. But all was not lost. So I thought, right. I went back onto the menu, and there's actually, it turns out there's an easy mode. Ah. Me. Smart thinking. Cheese in it, maybe. Uh, went hey, back up, so, yeah, see. So I went on to it, uh, got back to lesson four, failed again. <laughs> I failed again on easy mode. Oh. Um, yeah. So I couldn't be bothered anymore, and I just switched it off. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, here's me thinking that as I've got older, I've got better at games. Turns out I've got worse. Uh, oh, dear. But yeah, so that was my involvement with Prep the Rapper 2. That went well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's all I've been playing. Shall we move on to the video game Hall of Fame? We shall. Okay, so this is where we take a look at a game we believe has high quality or historical importance and induct it into our path of games we feel deserves special recognition. Our inducting this episode was released in 1994 in the arcades and later ported to the PlayStation. Developed and published by Namco, it's Point Blank. Ah. Or, or Gun Bullet. Gun Bullet? Yeah, that's what, wow. that's what the Japanese name was. It's a, that's, a, that's a name, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, indeed. Gun Bullet. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, Point Blank is a 
First person is it first person? Is that how you describe it? I don't know. Uh, do you describe it just a shooting game or do you just call it a first shooter? Uh, it's a shooting it, game. Yeah. We'll go with that. I, I think they, they tend to known as light gun games. That's it. That's it. So light gun shooting game. We'll call that. Yeah. Where you've got to take various targets to achieve high scores because games. Uh, yeah. And you have like three difficulty settings to deal with. So yeah, you've got, you've got your training, you've got your beginner, and then you've got your expert. Yeah. I think there might have been a, 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 a very hard one as well. I'm not quite sure. But, Probably. Um, but training, you only have to go like, through like four stages. But beginner and expert, you have to go through 16 stages. And basic, so it always gives you, so at the very beginning of the game, it gives you like the basic rules and what you can do. And this is what it says. It says, one life is lost when players fail to reach the quota, shoot an incorrect target. And then there's an explosive image saying, don't shoot. And then a picture of a bomb, civilian, uh, and then other color targets. Because it's two players, isn't it? You, you, each player is yeah. given a colour. So you've got... Uh, is it blue and... Blue. Or is it pink? Might be pink? I thought it was pink. But... Yeah, it might be pink and blue. So just don't shoot the other colour, is basically what you say. Talk about it's like graphics and presentation. It's cartoony, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, fairly cartoony. Slapstick seems to be a big part of it. I mean, yes. it's quite wacky and amusing, I think. It's, it's not a serious game, we'll say that. No, no, it's, it's not meant for serious people. Yeah, and that was that was all part of its advertising campaign. But we'll get onto that in a bit. Um, cool. Should talk about the controls. So of course you got your light gun. Yeah, that's the controller. Pretty much acts as a controller would. <laughs> well, I I really loved the, the control gun for this. The gun itself, the satisfaction of the barrel recoiling, for me. Now, I know it's probably, this could be on other games. I mean, was that, a, might be on a time crisis or something, I don't know. But. I believe so, yeah. It just made a wonderfully satisfying clicking sound. <laughs> I just love that. And it's like you could feel the force behind it. It just, it just felt weighty to use, to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's been used for other cabinets, but for me, that's, that's synonymous with me playing, playing point blank. That's sort of the same for me, but for, um, for time crisis. But. Yeah. Namco made both games so it's yeah, yeah. they, they knew how to make a, a gun cock let's say <laughs> but did you know there was actually an ios version i heard about this yeah there's like a there's a mobile version in there so ios yeah. and for and android. android so i had a look at this so i tried to i tried to actually find it and give it a shot oh, yeah. there. Um, um. <laughs> but i couldn't find it and i don't know if it's if it, if it ever came out and discontinued but I, I searched online, right? And the only reference I could find was something called Point Blank Adventures, which was apparently released free to play, but only in New Zealand. Which is really peculiar. How strange. And there's a so um a guy called Harry Slater on a on a website called Pocket Gamer hmm. uh, did a review of this version. Yeah. This is boys it's basically instead of shooting things with a brightly coloured plastic gun. You're tapping on the screen, but the basic premise of the game remains the same. Everything is split into bite-sized arcade game chunks. Each of the little levels has its own victory conditions, but the basic idea is to shoot as many of the correct things as you can. And it all mm. works surprisingly well on a such screen. Things get frantic as the clock ticks down, and while the accuracy isn't perfect, it's good enough that you're rarely frustrated. The free-to-play system employed here isn't too clingy either. There's a ticket system, but you only lose them when you fail a level. 
and in the half an hour I spent playing, I didn't lose one. So it's also like... <laughs> yeah. So I know there are some games where it's like you can only play a certain amount of times so and then you got to wait, haven't you? Yeah, so it's um it's a very similar system to um there's a football game, I forgot what it's called now. Um where you where you essentially you're given scenarios um in, in a match, you know, it's like draw where you want the ball to go. And then if it goes successfully you kinda of move on to the next sort of stage of the scenario or yeah you have to like work up to get a goal but what it basically is on the system is you've got sort of like a heart system so you only lose heart if you fail um the scenario basically so if you carry on doing well you can play for as long as you want basically until you essentially fail so it's not a bad system now there were a couple of characters in the game weren't there so we had dr dan and Dr. Don, who regularly appear. So, they say they're doctors, but they do look like they're just about to go on a safari. I would say, yeah, they do look like they're about to go on a... On a... I mean, I'm not making that up, am I? They do look like safari. <laughs> well, that's what I thought when I saw them, so... D- d- but, don't know what else they'd be doing. <laughs> but um, in some of the levels, you had to, like, protect them, didn't you? You do, so, yeah, yeah. I think there was one where... Like hanging onto balloons, and then there's piranhas jumping up at them. There's um, no, sorry, they're hanging onto ropes and piranhas are jumping up at them. Then they're on balloons and vultures are flying at them, looking to pop the balloons. Yeah. There's one where they like, I think they've been tied up by a tribe or something. And there's like fire things being thrown at them. Very weird. Oh, you shoot like the, I suppose torches, son. Yeah. Let's look at this. So there's like seven game types. So, seven level types, shall we say. So we've got the, as I just said, rescue the doctors. In these stages, you have to help Dr. Dan and Dr. Dan out of a sticky situation. Shoot the targets as quickly as you can. Uh, then you've got shoot the criminals. So uh, These are the ones where, you know, the boards pop up. It's just like some enemy terrorist-looking guy or some yeah. criminal. And then you've got civilians like, ah, don't shoot me. Yeah. Is that like? Uh, shoot the ugly criminal targets. If you shoot ordinary people, you will lose points. And then we've got the shooting galleries. So they, these are just what's like on a shooting range. So uh, yeah. it's like going to the shooting range and sometimes you even get to shoot cows too. Nice. Random. Uh, th- this is all taken from the uh, manual, I to say. Uh, then we've got rapid fire. On these stages, you have to shoot as many bullets as you can in the time limit. Uh, variety show. As its name suggests, the variety show contains a number of different stages. I don't remember that. Unless that's just a... PlayStation. Well, I don't know. Then you got uh, colour match. On this stage, you have to shoot the mark targets, so quick judgment is necessary. So this will be like targets which are your colour, either pink or blue. Yeah, yeah. And then you got round target. All you have to do on this stage is shoot the targets on the screen. Once in a while, you may come across a bomb among the targets. I always remember the. Uh, oh, I remember those. I always remember one with the one with the. Um, it's like a cuckoo clock, and like the birds are popping out, and then suddenly a bomb might pop out. Okay. But I think my favourite levels were the um, single shot ones. So oh, yeah. This is where you've got like one target. You've got a, you've only got one bullet. Shoot quickly, yeah. Because I remember there's one with a, a feather drifting down the screen. You've got to try and shoot that. And then, of course, there's um the apple on the top of either Dr. Dan or Dr. Don's head. You've got to shoot it off him. Just mm. make sure you don't shoot him in the face. Well, mm. <laughs> 
Well, there was that one with um, the bouncing ball. So you had like three bouncing balls or bouncing vertically. But like the front one's small, then it goes medium, then large. And you've got to wait until they bounce all behind each other. In a line, and then, yeah. Yeah, and then get them all. And did you have any favourite levels? Um, I don't think I had any favourite ones specific. Oh, wait, no. Oh, I, I knew think that stand out. Is there one similar, like a crim- uh, similar to the criminal one, but you're going through like um, oh, I forgot what, what they're called. Um, it's one where like in certain criminals, there's like ninjas that pop out that you have to shoot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're yeah, going through like yeah. the, the 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 I suppose like the Japanese kind of set where it's like you got the sliding doors and stuff. Yeah, and they're like popping out of floorboards and things like that. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> I remember that one. Coming that down was... from the ceiling. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. That was pretty cool. Um. I just remember vaguely the one with the different coloured targets where you've also got there's like coloured targets in, in in lines and you have to shoot a number of your colour targets while avoiding the opposite colour but also avoiding the bombs as well. I remember that one vaguely. Uh, I want to recall as well there's one I think there's one that you you were talking about single shot, but I think there's like a, um it's a leaf that's fallen from a tree. Oh yeah. It's like swinging, like and yeah. stuff. You have to shoot that as well. I always thought that those were quite difficult sometimes. Yeah, I always found it satisfying when I succeeded with the ones one shot ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think there's, there's many others I remember. I was I always went through the beginner stage. I never tried any of the like expert ones. So um, even the one you just got to shoot the car. It seems to be a big thing in like arcade games at that period. Shoot it's the just, car. It's like. Street Fighter 2, just beat the car up. Yeah, yeah. Blank, just shoot the car up. Yeah, so I remember there was one as well. It was an unlimited one. I think you, got, you only got so many seconds, but it was like a um, shelves of, of liquor bottles. You had to like shoot so many really quickly. I remember that one. That, that was quite difficult. Well, this is where you, you, you apply the machine gun technique. Did you ever do this? I've seen it. I could never quite do it myself. It's, well, very guns, it's very gunslinger. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same way as other people do it, but basically, because I'm right-handed, usually obviously I handle them my right hand. Shoot, yeah, of course. You'd probably like hold that. it yeah. sort of with your left and leaf pads. Yeah, but with the machine gun technique, you hold it with your left hand on the handle, and then you take your uh, index and middle finger, turn them sideways, and then you put them in the tree, and then you just like rapid fire. Rapid fire, Forward yeah. back, yeah. And that, that was so fun. Just listening to that. <laughs> as you just I, I could never do it properly. <laughs> I'll, I'll just try and like shoot as quick as I could. With my normal I mean, <laughs> accuracy wasn't great, but it's just no, shoot well, everywhere on screen. I mean, you had the limited bullets, so it was pretty much accuracy was kind of out of the window at that point. Yeah. But I always tend to pretty much do what I needed to do. Was there, a, was there a UFO one as well? Yeah, there were. Like yellow UFOs. Yeah. 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 I feel like I recall that. That one. And they were weird because they would like move at odd angles and they'd like stop mm-hmm. and then move and zip about and it's you'd like you'd get a name on it and then suddenly it'd just move. It's like oh wasted bullet. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there, there was the last level as well. I feel like I, I very rarely got to this last level, but it was some was it was like a, was it a castle? It felt very kind of Takeshi's castle. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much the ending of Takeshi's castle last like. Yeah, you just like shoot so many targets off the on top of a castle or something like that. The the last level didn't really mean much. It was just a celebration end because 
you've you've gone through all the stages. Yeah. And it's just like we'll just finish off by you just trying to shoot as many as you can because I think it I think all the targets set fireworks off. Ah, uh, right. Like, it's just like try and do as many as you can. Then there's right, it was just celebratory stuff. It wasn't it wasn't anything that like added to a score or something like that. I, I think it did add to a score, but I don't think you wouldn't fail the game on that. That's what I'm saying. You know. Well, unless you didn't shoot anything, I don't know. I've never thought about just not shooting anything, see what happens. Don't shoot anything, see <laughs> Now, I never played the PlayStation Portal. Not from memory, I don't think. Oh, but, I don't think I recall. But there's a, it turns out there's actually a quest mode on it. There's like an RPG on it. Oh, okay. So it says here, so this is tick up on the manual. It says a uh, prologue. One day, when intrepid explorers Dr. Don and Dr. Dan were dining together, a man appeared. It was the world-famous millionaire QuickBook, and he had come to ask them to search for the legendary gun, Gunball. He offered them a reward of one million gold pieces for finding the gun, and they accepted the challenge. The daring duo decided to head for Point Blank Island, on which the five pieces of the smashed Gunball were rumoured to be scattered. Will they really be able to find all the pieces of Gunball and come back alive? And I actually started watching a um, long play of this, and then I realised it was like, Three and a half hours long. <laughs> so I thought, right, I'm not going to watch all that. <laughs> but it looks intriguing. So basically, it's just, it's just like a top-down view of this island. And you just shoot where you want them to go. And then they go into villages, talk to, like, locals. And then they just find items and things like that. And you just go around trying to find these pieces. Yeah. But then, like, in mid- as you roam it around, suddenly the game would go, well, your characters would go, uh, and then it'd just take you into a, like a, one of the rounds, like, that you normally play. Mm. So you might be shooting chickens or, basically, if someone challenges you to a fight, that's, that's what happens. And you actually get the option to either fight or run. Now, I don't know why you'd want to run. I don't know where the fun in that is. Glad <laughs> it was up to fight. Mm. Well, yeah. So eventually they find they find these five pieces. Spoilers. Uh, take them to the statue and they form this gumball thing. But then the elder of the island crops up and he asks you to get rid of a dragon that is tormenting the island. This is one final quest. I don't know okay. if you remember from the game there, there was a level with a dragon. It's flying around. Uh, don't recall that one. No. Yeah, but um, I think you have to get like twenty-eight hits on its head, which actually isn't. <laughs> It's quite difficult when I think about it, because it's moving all over the place. It's like going back into going into the distance and then coming back forward, things like that. Like, I imagine is that one of those with um, unlimited bullets? Uh, I presume so. I'd mm. get the rapid fire technique on that one. Yeah. But yeah, that's 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 an interesting concept that I never played. But I think it's somewhat different, isn't it? Bit of, no, certainly. Bit of a quest mode. Oh, and the island is shaped like a good play enough. Of course it is. Yeah. Did you ever, have you ever played it, um, like, with Saw? Multiplayer? Or have you just ever played it on your own? Uh, I think I've, I've played, um, played it with a couple of people. I think I, I played it with you, um, one time I went oh, you to. Oh, did, yeah. Yeah. Arcade. arcade club, yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure you beat me. <laughs> Things, if, if there's one arcade game I'm pretty decent at, it is Point Blank. I'm yeah. crap at everything else, but point blank, I'm pretty good at because it's it's. If I ever go missing in an arcade, you probably pretty much probably find me at point blank. At point blank, yeah. Yeah. Um, something I, I've, I've never actually tried. Well, I, I don't remember doing it. 
but I wish I had that. Particularly when you've got places like Arcade Club. It's just trying to dual wield. It's like, <laughs> I've both, I've both on at the same time. Just, see, just I, I remember trying to do that on Time Crisis 2. Um, that go well? Especially when you got, well, when you got the two pedals as well that you got manage. Oh yeah. It's, it's been, it's been more difficult. <laughs> the only difference with Point Blank is obviously it's, it, you've got two separate games going on. It's not like one screen, is it? Whereas Time Crisis, you're competing with each other, aren't you? Yeah. Whereas this is like, you're, you're competing against each other. So, mm. I don't know how. I'm guessing my right hand will do better because I'm right handed. <laughs> so, next time we go to Arcade Club, remind me. That's what I've got to do. Try that. <laughs> go ahead, try and do a win. Award. It got an award. Well, well, somebody gave it an award. No, they didn't. <laughs> I should know. Oh, Electronic Gaming Monthly listed Point Blank as the seventh best arcade game of all time Seven? in 1997. I don't know what the other six ahead of it was. Uh, I well, I'd, I'd put Time Crisis ahead of it. Yeah, I think Time Crisis would be there. Um, it is arcade, so I could see... It's probably going to be beat-ups, isn't it? Yeah, I could see Street Fighter. All Combat. All Combat. Soul Calibur, if it was around at that point. Killer Instinct. Virtuous Soccer? I, I was kind of like, Virtuous Soccer? Uh, don't know. Don't know about that one. Shall we, we take a look at uh, some critics' reviews for back in the day? Ooh, critics' mm. reviews. Yeah. Interested to see what they said about. So, these were all from, the, I'm guessing, from the PlayStation port, because they weren't reviews for the arcade by then. But, uh, so GameSpot, and this was, uh, this was posted on December the 23rd, 1997. Now, I'm not going to read the whole review, but I'm just generally, like, the conclusion bit. So it's uh, they give it 78 out of 100. And they put Point Blank's graphics are nothing to chirp about, and the music sounds like it comes from a kid wary shopping mall floor sample synthesizer. What on earth does that mean? A kid wary shopping mall floor sample synthesizer. I don't understand reviews uh, for some things. <laughs> That's just random words they've thrown together. The only thing I could think of that's even close to that is like the, um, you know, like the, the floor piano that you could, you could play on. Oh yeah. Probably the only thing I could get close to. <laughs> uh, but uh, it continues. But amazingly, Namco has managed to capture and apply the addictive elements of puzzle and shooting games, creating a title that is so enjoyable and difficult to put down, you won't be bothered by the audiovisual shortcomings. Audiovisual shortcomings? I've never had a problem with it. But then we got uh, Computer Video Games uh, magazine. Mm. Well, it it's just a CBG. And this was from August 1998. Why it's later? I don't know. Maybe different regions. Got this, maybe. But they gave it eight. And it's put, the most appealing feature of Point Blank is the variety on offer. Loads of different challenges, plus the now trademark Namco Extra Home features. I almost forgot the most important thing. This game is fun! Capital letters. A real party game which anyone can play. Point Blank may not have the recognition of Time Crisis, but for my money, it's a much better game. I know you might have questions about that. Uh, uh, try it and you'll enjoy. So that's mm. And finally, we've got... Uh, uh, this was written by Douglas Perry at IGN, who gave it an 8. I presume that's our 10, not 8 out of 100. <laughs> hey, <I'm> an... <laughs> um, but in the end... Point blank doesn't have any pretension. It's quick, dirty shooting. 
that is simple and fun. When you get through the varying difficulty levels, then you can go back repeatedly with friends and family. Make sure to bring your annoying sister or younger brother in a few spells, and you'll get a real thrill by giving them a real licking. For those of you who haven't, for those of you who haven't already got the point, go buy this game. It's a great addition to your PlayStation shooting collection. Was there any PlayStation shooting collections out there? So yeah, generally people liked it, but for me, it's always the arcade one for me. I can't, I can't imagine not using a light gun. Um, I, 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 I mean, the, there was the uh, light gun. Oh, you can get it. Accessory for the PlayStation. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I never had one. So. Uh, I I remember actually uh, playing Time Crisis Amantis because she had it. Not too bad actually. Um, you had to reload with like a like a the side button that was on. Oh the, yeah. And shoot off the screen. I've come across some uh, advertisements that came out for the game. So, oh, yeah. so these were adverts. So these were flyers given out to North American, I presume given to North American um, arcades to try and encourage them to buy the machine. This is point blank will blow you away with this advanced algorithm sensing PCB. I don't know what PCB stands for. What? <laughs> uh, this exceptional system enhances the precision of each shot fired, making this the most accurate gun game in the business. Point blank's gun is six times more accurate. Than the, uh, than the competition. Our new 45 caliber type gun with realistic blowback action provides players with tactile feedback. It says, uh, realistic guns, realistic sound effects, most accurate gun in the business, non-violent. They made a big thing about this non-violent stuff. Uh. Uh, Namco is leading the way with a game that meets the needs of our customers. Point Blank is a high action, non-violent gun game. It offers the fun and excitement of realistic gun simulation without the graphic violence of so many of its predecessors. Players choose from over 50 different competitive events, keeping players interested for a long time. Uh, Point Blank is entertaining for players of all ages. This one or uh, this one or two-player competitive gun game is sure to be a hit in capital letters at any arcade or street location. And then in in a r- big random yellow box, it just says "Target your cash box." Is that saying this is going to pull in a lot of money? Buy it. I think that's yeah, what he's trying to say. About? I think that's what he's trying to say. Okay. <laughs> but then that's not all, all of it for the, the advertisement campaign. So in the official Australian PlayStation magazine back mm-hmm. in 1997, they had a big spread of a page and in massive writing, it just said, play with guns and kill yourself laughing. And then just just a little picture of Point Blank at the bottom. Uh, I, I don't think that would fly nowadays. <laughs> uh, that's not all. So in another, in another issue, oh, there, no. They had uh, another page spread out. So it's got a big catchphrase in the middle, and it's surrounded by pictures of the game. Mm. And then there's like a blurb bit on the right. I'll, I'll read the blurb bit first. It says, bang me out, bang me out. Come on already. It's time you moved up the food chain and take aim at something that sounds better when it explodes. And you can when you grab your gun, included free with point blank. The newest arcade shooting sensation from Namco that'll have you firing till your fingers fall off. Get trigger happy at your next party with over 70 loony shooting scenarios as everything from piranhas and vultures to chickens and octopi fall to the wayside. Look, the directions are easy. If it's bigger than a pixel, shoot it. And then in the middle of all this, it's just a picture of a gun and big paragraph in the the middle that just says, more fun than shooting your neighbour's cat. 
bit random. Oh, okay. I mean, you wouldn't get away with advertisements like this nowadays, would you? You just wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I love Point Blank. It's To me, it's mm. one of my favourite. Every time I go to the arcade, it's just the one game I'll play. I can't walk past it and not play it. If I've got to pay for it or not, I'll play it. <laughs> Do you prefer the first one or the second one? I always gravitate towards the first one. The first one. But I could play any of them, to be honest. It's, mm. they're, they're not exactly majorly different. Well, I did see there was a there was a new one made about six years ago, something like that, twenty fifteen, sixteen. Uh, Wasn't it? That I've not. Yeah, apparently, I've 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 never seen it. Apparently, it's called Point Blank X. Is that supposed to be like a remaster or something? Or is it? I've read. I've read. I've read. It's it's meant to be a, a reboot of sorts of the first one. Because I did play. I did play. What was it? When I went to Arcade Club in Leeds. They did have, well, I assumed it was Point Blank, because mm. it, it was exactly similar. But it was all, like, Japanese writing, so I couldn't, I didn't know if it was, like, a different version of it or whatever. Okay. And, but the cabinet was very different. It was, like, you know, like a bigger screen, and mm. it's not like a cabinet. It's, like, the things for the guns, and then it's just, like, the screen on a pedestal kind of thing. It just looked a bit different. So I don't know if oh, that was no. that. That might have been that, and I just didn't realise. I don't know. It but, could have been. Was Were the graphics... So, updated? Uh, I'll be honest, I can't really remember. Can't remember. Oh, we'll have to go again and see, uh, see which one it was. But no, I just, it's just one of those games that, as a kid, it was just my jam in the arcades. Mm. <laughs> and whilst everyone else was on their Street Fighters in their beta ups yeah. I, was, I wasn't very good at them. So, <laughs> that's why I just gravitated to that. Just shooting yeah. things. I, I was quite similar. I didn't mind... Uh, playing the beat-em-ups, but I, I did very much gravitate towards sort of Time Crisis and um, House of the Dead, those kind of games. They were very much my kind of my jam. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's something you can really enjoy on your own as well as being competitive if you want to. Mm. Yeah. Just always get a good laugh out of it. <laughs> always funny. Always wacky. Never get bored of it, even though I've played it so many times I've probably played just about every single level on it that I can remember. <laughs> never bought it it's just so much fun it's just i just really wish it was easier to play out yeah yeah it's, it is it is much more difficult but i mean something like switch certainly for stuff like you know mm-hmm. having the remake house of the dead i could certainly see if they they wanted to jump into that kind of stuff bring point blank there but i guess it just makes it a bit more special doesn't it in fact like to get the full experience you just have to go to the arcade and that's a rarity nowadays isn't it Certainly. So there you have it, point blank into the video game Hall of Fame. If you enjoyed listening to us, please continue tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post the Hall of Fame. Also feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Take care everyone.